Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. We align ourselves with you. I thank you for teaching us, Holy Spirit. I thank you for helping us, helping our minds. Oh, gosh. I want you to first open your Bibles to Jeremiah 1, 5. I was asking the Lord this particular time of the year when, you know, the world around us sets goals. And I said, what do you want us to do? He said, I don't want you to set any goals. It's not that goal setting is wrong. It's just that we end up setting worldly goals. I want you to know that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I want you to know me. I want you to really know me this year. Before I formed you in the womb, he formed you in the womb. I'm going to take us down a bit to bring us back up. I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. He chose us. It's a hard thing to accept that God has chosen us. He's approved of us and chosen us. But it's an amazing thing to think about. So I pray for a washing of your minds right now. Because sometimes we do things and we wonder why we're doing them. What are we provoking? What's the purpose? And God said to me, I want you to think about why you are made. And I didn't know where to go this time. I wanted to give some direction for the first month. I felt like there was an expectation from people. It was coming upon me of expectancy of, okay, what do I do? And I've been giving you month by month. Think about good things. It shows up on your face, you know. Think about godly things. You'll have peace. You'll have joy. Don't be striving for what you cannot ever have. Think about God. You know, and sometimes we have to make strong decisions with God that we don't always want to make. But God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you. He's approved. I'm an approved person. Huh? I'm approved by God. It's got a big stamp on me. It says approved. I don't have to worry about getting it all right or dressing right or whatever, being right. I just have to know I'm approved by him. And he says, before you were born, I separated and set you apart. I don't have to worry about my family, my blood family, my relatives, the world around me. Before God formed me, he set me apart. I'm set apart. I have the stamp on me, approved, chosen. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You say, well, that's not me. Yes, it is. His word is to you, to every one of us. You can't any, we can't any longer say, oh, it has to be my way. No, it has to be his way. And so as we move into 2000, 
and 20. I, I thought, that's kind of interesting to me. What is the word 20? So I googled in the Hebraic. Why the Hebraic? Well, I've started a blog. I haven't started actually posted it yet. I'm still writing it because we're trading two computers. But I want you to look at the video for this month that I've done. Maybe you can play it. Um, Hello, I'm Julie Anderson. I'm here today in Westminster. Parliament Square, this is known as, actually. Behind me is the statue of Winston Churchill. Some of you will remember, of course, he had the most amazing leadership style and the most amazing character. He was a nation changer. He was set in place by God to be a nation changer. And you may feel, I'm not a nation changer. Well, you are. If, you, if you're looking into the word every day and you're going to pray it and you're going to say it, you're going to be a person who brings change. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear you pray. I encourage you to pray and to speak life to your future. Esther was told by the Holy Spirit, if you don't do this, how do you know that deliverance is not going to come? Esther 414. You know, so you can, you can ask yourself, where is deliverance going to come if it doesn't come from me? You know, God is able to do whatever he wants and it takes a while to come to the place where you say, I believe, I trust you, Father. You're the one who delivers. You're the one who brings deliverance. Your mouth is able to deliver you. Your mouth will follow what you're thinking about. And last month, we celebrated thinking good thoughts. So I want you to move ahead, move ahead with deliverance because God's going to bring it. whether you think so or not whether you like me or not whether you like what I say he puts in my heart whether you like Boris Johnson whether you like Churchill whether you like people Churchill was very very drunk once and he was told by a woman you know what you're drunk and he spun around and he said madam I might be drunk but nevertheless you are ugly And in the morning, when I wake up, I will be sober. For you will wake up ugly. And, you know, it's okay to have a sense of humor. Maybe we need to have a bit more of a sense of humor this year. But in 2020, don't be concerned about setting goals. Be concerned about becoming God-like, becoming Christ-like. Let heaven come to your help and help doing who you are, what you are, through you. Let heaven's way come and speak through you. Well, I'm going to have a word of prayer for you. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that these people who are watching, they wake up. They become your voice. That what's in their heart becomes real. That this next year, we're not just stepping out We're stepping in to this year. We're moving forward in it. We're like Esther. We're willing to let you deliver. We're willing to let you be the voice of our life. And I want, I know that the things that I've prayed about all these years, I'm going to see the desire of my heart accomplished because you are faithful in Jesus' name. Thank you.
you're not just to live a life without hope, without encouragement. Come and pray and be who you are, be who you've been called to be. Amen? Just be stirred on the inside of you. And as you make decisions for this new year, make decisions based on who you are, what your purpose is. Amen. 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 God called me here to pray, and I know that. That was a call. What, why are you here? To bring deliverance, to bring hope. Huh? Rod always says, Let, tell your face. <laughs> I think he t- wants me to laugh more, but I don't know. I don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> I am who I am. I take things very seriously. I take things to heart. So, uh, but I'm not going to wake up ugly or drunk. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to wake up the prime minister. But I know that I know that I know that God's given me access to his throne, to his power to pray and to turn situations around. So I have to make a decision. I'm not going to stay silent. Huh? I want you to make one decision this year. I will not stay silent. I won't. I won't stay silent. I've got an example in Winston Churchill. He just stood the ground against everything. He just said, no. I'm never giving up. We are never giving up. And because he did that... Everybody started agreeing. So, hey, listen, we are giving up isn't, equi- isn't in the equation. You make a decision. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm going to hear the sounds of heaven come out of this nation. It's going to happen. You can't stop what God has started. It's going to start within our own hearts. And then I said to God, well, I need a biblical example. It's great because I, I never know where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. I just get up in the morning and I just thank God. It's your day. We have a relationship. Don't you have anything else in my life? You know, and he takes me to meet people, to do jobs, to whatever it is, assignments. Because he's got a master plan. Before he formed me and my mother, my mother was a great lady. She's alive in heaven. I shouldn't say was. She is alive. And it's really hard sometimes to adjust your mindset. When I flew back to England on September the 14th, 15th, I asked God to give me a scripture. And he gave me Romans 12, if you want to put that up. And you want to go there if you don't know. It says, do not be conformed, verse 2, to this world, this age. I didn't think I was. But God said, do not be, don't let the world tell you the dress code, the what's cool, what isn't. Who gives a rip? It's up to God. It's up to God. Do not be conformed to this world, this age. I'm not conformed to this world and this age. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. We can't say something's too far away or too difficult, too much traffic. We always put these negatives in place and then we miss out on a blessing. And if we just do the right thing deep down in our hearts, we'll be okay. 
Okay, we don't know sometimes where we're going to be the next week. We don't worry about that. We don't fear that. We just know God is our provider. Okay? But be transformed, be changed by the entire, that word really stopped me, the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. I have to let, is, is my whole mind, is my entire mind renewed? Do I still think I am God's kid, God's prophet to nations? Can I change the future? Did Winston Churchill always feel that? No, he just was in that place where he knew truth. He knew when he woke up, he was going to be sober. But he knew when that woman who was spiteful woke up was going to still be ugly. And he didn't keep quiet about it. He had a great sense of humor. Come on, let's ask God to give us a good sense of humor. It's not that there's anointing in jokes, but God wants us to laugh and be happy. And we have to prove, Romans 12, 2, prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Where is it? It's good to get up and come to church. Especially a church that offers you permission to dream and and, and invites you and welcomes you. This church welcomes you to be who you are. That's why it's different. That's why there isn't another church like it. Because God raised it up. So we're going to start using our homes, using what we have. Thanking God, we are more than victorious. So, turn back with me to Esther. And remember the biblical example I said, we have a biblical example. Oops, I've gone all the way back to Genesis. Esther 4.14. Actually, I wrote it on your January prayer thought, but I don't think you have these yet on your seats. I don't know. You do? Oh, you do all have them. So you can pick them up and take them home and put them on your... I put this one on the fridge so we can see. Okay. So Esther was told by Mordecai, who's a type and a shadow, we know, of the Holy Spirit. You know, don't think you're going to be safe if you stay silent. Don't think by being quiet. You might sit humbly and quiet. Because it's your place to do that. But don't think you'll be okay if you never perk up with your voice. You can do it in prayer anytime you want. Anytime you're alone, you can get with God. Okay. So I I think I mentioned when I looked up the meaning of this word, the meaning of this year, excuse me, deliverance. Esther delivered her whole nation, Esther 4.14. If you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come for the Jews. It will come. Deliverance will come. Singing will come. It'll come from elsewhere. Haven't you noticed that sometimes deliverance comes from where you're not expecting it? I've had that happen to me in my life. I don't worry about how God's going to do it, how things are going to happen, how dreams. I follow 
what's deep inside me. Aren't you convicted deep inside you that you need to do something? And then you get blown away that God provides and God shows up. And that's what I want to encourage you with. Be open. God doesn't know about limits. We do. We put limits on it. I have people who tell me, oh, we have a limited budget. No, we never have a limited budget. We're going to get to do what God wants us to do. I don't know what that all is, but I know it's good. So I can live excited on the inside. I don't have to be all grin and bear it and suffering. On the inside, I can be at peace. I am at peace because we have... All the stuff, kit, more kit coming, more stuff we need. Lots to be responsible for. You know what you're responsible for? You have power. You don't have power where you're not responsible. And sometimes you just need to be quiet and still and know that God is God. We're not to be afraid. I'm never afraid of things I should be. I'm afraid of things I don't need to be afraid of. It's the past. It's gone. And then when I get afraid, I have to say, come on, God, help me. And I have to start changing. Be, be one who changes. But you see, I haven't got time to do, we'll do this when we start the Bible school. And who knows, Mordecai says, that you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Why have you come to the nation? Why are you here today? To do what? To pray for Israel? To pray over our prime minister? You know, we are in a remarkable time where stuff is going to come at us and challenge us, but where we can be strong and stand firm. We can look at a physical, political figure like Churchill... He had a sense of humor. Yes, he smoked a cigar. We're having this thing that I don't want Rod to smoke a cigar. I don't want you to smoke that thing. Okay? I don't think it's good for you. And you're not smoking it in our house. So you go outside. So if you want to pray, exactly. It's, yeah. Try. He likes to schmoo it. You're not going to schmoo it, but I don't want you to, and I won't get an agreement with that. So there. (laughs) You you know what's been going on in our house. (laughs) He'll bring it up because he's been watching World War II history and watching Churchill. Thank God. What a man. What a strong man. Thank God we've had that in our history. How about Esther? She was pretty wild. She knew God's timing. She knew when to go before him when she shouldn't have done. You know, and I love over here in Esther 9 when I teach this because it says in the 12th month and the month of Adar, on the 13th day of Adar, Esther 9, when the king's command and his edict were about to be executed on the very day, You may feel like the very day you're being evicted, the very day. But God had already decided the Jews were his chosen people. They weren't going to be massacred. 
And it was turned over to the contrary. You know, we're kind of wild. There's part of us that's like wild. We're kind of out there believing the impossible. But we should believe the impossible. We should. We are believing the impossible. So I was thinking about our building, and I was thinking, well, it's just not ready for us yet. They're getting it ready. I mean, and you think about the year 20. There's a lot of 20s in the Bible, 20 years in the Bible, where people had to wait. Israel had to wait 20 years. For what? You look it up yourself. Look up 20. It's really good. 20 is an interesting number because... For example, the covenant where we went to that place in uh, Israel. The Ark of the Covenant remained in that guy's house for 20 years. Abinadem, yeah. I can't remember the name of the place. Kirith something. It's Obed-Edom. I shouldn't really have started this without taking you down, but I've got a brand new computer and I've got a brand new printer and everything's new. And that's not excuses, it's just that I'm not going to teach from my notes. I'm going to teach from my heart because I want your heart to be imparted with the fresh fire that is available today. And it's not, it doesn't, I know it's difficult waiting. Waiting is, it's like, gee, am I, is there something wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. God's got perfect timing. I thought things were going to happen before now, but they haven't. It takes time. It just takes time to work in people's hearts, to work things out. Look at what's happened in the last few months in our nation. We've been waiting. Those who wait upon the Lord, what? Renew their strength. They rise up. They don't go down. They rise up. So I want you to rise up. An eagle, when it rises up, sees the prey, sees the future. Advance warning. How many of you have got advance warning? We are coming out of Europe. We've always been coming out from day one. Doesn't mean we're coming out of Europe. We're coming out of the rule. God is restructuring everything. That's what's so great. And he's got a plan for it. And I love it even with Esther when it says in Esther 4.14, don't be silent because you needn't think help won't come. It's no good being silent. God is going to help you. Don't be afraid. God is going to help the places that you fit. If you go to him, there's much healing in heaven. There's much healing being poured out. So I was very aware this month that it was the Holy Spirit that took us over to Parliament Square. And there's a guy at the end of that video. He just walked behind me. When he first arrived, we hadn't started yet. And he said, oh, this is the saddest day for this nation. I said, huh? Because it was a shock to me. It wasn't a sad day at all for the nation. This is the best for our nation. But you don't want to be short-sighted. And he said, oh, they're, they're making the vote in the House right now. I didn't know they were. But, hey, that's great. I didn't know what was going on inside. We don't always know everything that's going on, if especially if we assume 
something. Don't assume anything. I do watch the news every morning, but that's because I like to keep up with how to pray. Because there's an anointing this year. Oh, come on, just receive it. There's an anointing, a new anointing. You can you can do is is called to see and declare this year it's about prophesying to the future it's about speaking life it's not comfortable to be out in the middle of the world holding a bible and speaking words of life and not not necessarily listening to what other people listen to maybe you feel like a bit odd about it I'm sure people in the Bible felt odd about it. I'm sure Esther was in shock. I'm sure, actually, when I look all the way through it, it's just like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God's come. And so, when you leave today and you think about the rest of this year, I want you to think about what Churchill did. He was a natural man. He was voted into power. And I want you to think about Esther. She didn't stay silent. If you don't say to somebody, can I pray for you? Not every healing is a physical need. Sometimes it's a spiritual. And sometimes it's quite hard to say to people, can I pray for you? Because we don't know we're not supposed to talk to them or we're not supposed to say that but you just do what you can get away with basically that's what I I've always looked at I get away with things because I don't ask sometimes I think Jamie was the one my son who said to me it's easier to ask forgiveness than it is to ask permission sometimes you just have to do things Sometimes a whole group will think a certain way because that's all they've known. They've been trained that way. But you need to know what God's word says because he's called us to him. At the end of the day, when we come out of this world, we will answer to him for everything we've done. First of all, you get used to the goodness when you get to heaven Bill is getting used to all the goodness that's up there. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be miserable. It's like, where on earth did that come from? Well, who, guess who it came from? If you catch yourself feeling depressed and you catch yourself feeling miserable, think about where does that come from? So I love to read the word and... Um, I feel like I've done what I need to do. You need to not be quiet. This is a year of new beginnings. This is a year of 20. This is a year of deliverance. When you Google what the Hebraic meaning is, why do I take the Hebraic so important? Because God has not got a barbaric mindset, one that just beheads everybody. If you don't believe the way I believe, you're out. That's rubbish. Where's the freedom in that? Am I getting political? I don't know. I just know that God doesn't have a Greek mindset. He's not figuring out how to do things. He doesn't have a... He 
He's a, he thinks like a Hebrew. He doesn't have a barbaric mindset. Okay? So just move into alignment is a big word for this year. Alignment with God. Am I aligned with God? Do I think like God? Do I believe like God? Huh? Do I? I just want to ask you some heartfelt questions. Am I doing what God's called me to do? Or am I doing things by the world's? Oh, well, by the end of January, I must be debt-free. Well, that's nonsense. You already are (coughs) debt-free in God's eyes. Huh? You just ask yourself. Are we family or are we family? We're family. We're spiritual family. We have the mind of Christ. So we have to stop in every situation and say, why don't we have our own building yet? Because there's a reason. Either it's being made ready for us and it isn't yet. We haven't just found it. Or what's being done in us hasn't been done yet, but we are calling it in. We are getting more, we're getting our voices out there more in one accord, in one freedom. Huh? God doesn't want us to stay silent. He doesn't want us to come in and play church and have the old wound. Oh, but you don't know what I've been through. Well, you don't know what I've been through. None of you do. Rod doesn't even know. Nobody knows what we've been through. The people we live with, the people we are working with, nobody knows. I don't know what Jean's been through. Okay? We're all different. We all think differently. But the bottom line is, God gives us vision. Before we were formed in our mother's wombs, he knew us. You have to remind yourself, wait a minute, there's a purpose for my life. There's a purpose. Am I doing the purpose? Am I living at the purpose? You know, not, not my plan. His plan. And you know it's hard. It's tough. I think there's that guy who wrote The Purpose Driven Life. Can't remember his name. Rick Warren. And I wanted to... I wanted my life to go that way. So when I wrote the book, I wanted to meet in my heart, and God knew it. And I did end up meeting the guy who actually lives and works near Jamie, my son, in Nashville. <clears throat> the guy who was his agent, literary agent. We connected once upon a time. And uh, I don't know what God has me, but I know it's great. So I need to let him work in me. Let him work a work in me so that I can open the eyes of the blind. I can bring out the prisoners. I can open people's eyes. Revelation has been coming so thick and fast in the last few weeks, hasn't it? God's been talking nonstop. I'm like, wow. I've been wowed by God more times than I can think of the way he's done what he wants to do. People think weird. 
maybe we behaved weird. Maybe we were surprised and didn't, didn't like, communicate it nicely. But that's okay. That's gone. That's the past. Let's move on. Okay? Let's thank God. Let's thank God for a new year. A new year of purpose. Yeah, come on up. Thank God. It's wonderful to just flow. It's so good. So next week or this week, if you've got these on your seats, take yourself a prayer thought. Know that you're in covenant. We don't understand it totally yet, but we will more and more. We will understand what it means to stand, having done all, stand. Lord, we thank you. You give us the strength. You give us the strength. See the end of your journey. The end of your journey is victory. Church, you always knew that. You have this cigar. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not your example. <laughs> Hey, I get to live with him, you know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Where are we going to go now? Isn't it wonderful that we can just flow together? Come on, just let you let yourself go now. Don't move from your head to your heart. Move from the outside to the inside. It's good. Church is good. I don't have to give 15 scriptures. You have to be doers. James 1 7, I think it is. Be a doer of the word. Thank you, Father. You have, you have blessed me more than I can say thank you for. Yeah. Before you formed me, you knew what I was to do. So I thank you. God wants healing to come to your lives. However it comes, it doesn't really matter. He gets the glory because it all comes from him. You can only do what you know to do. We thank you. We thank you. Why don't you put your hands on your head and say, I am anointed. I'm anointed to receive total healing. Thank you, Father. We do expect you to do it all. <laughs> but we just thank you for healing. Heal me, heal me. Thank you, you've done it in Jesus. Thank you, thank you. There's nobody in heaven sick because their spirits have gone through that transformation. Come on, we're just going to move into something. Just move into something. That's right. We just use the authority that you've given us. We thank you. Thank you. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 